You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. This is um, an editor of Chicago Catholic. This is Beyond the Headlines, where we take a closer look at um, nice. Good morning. This is Joyce Riga. I'm the editor of Chicago Catholic. This is Beyond the Headlines, where we take a closer look at the stories in the newspaper and the people making the news around the archdiocese. And today we have um, Sean Riley and Danielle Pitzer from Our Lady of the Wayside church and we're going to talk about some really a really cool thing they did during the pandemic on um with their bulletin so welcome sean thank and, you and thanks you. for having us thank you it's an honor so sean why don't you give people an introduction it was your idea how did it all come about so what everybody what they're doing is they're using the bulletin the main image on the bulletin to showcase art of parishioners it's been mostly um uh children and youth to this point but they're going to branch out so go ahead sean yeah, we, uh, yeah, I guess it was, you know, we were pretty disjointed for a while. Uh, COVID put everybody kind of um, out of whack. And we had a lot of groups in our in our parish that had kind of separated. Um, you know, we felt like we were disjointed rep, the religious education program and the school and the youth ministry and other ministries were kind of all islands. And I was looking for something that would kind of bring people back together again, uh, especially with the post-COVID or during COVID still problem. Um, we were doing, my first year when I became communications director, we uh, were just using the LPI, our, our bulletin publishers, uh, stock art for a year, which I like, it's classic, but um, you know, it kind of runs its course, as the article said. And uh, so we decided to do something different. And I was looking at more modern options, and I wasn't really digging what I was seeing there. It was kind of cliche, I thought. So uh, the idea kind of struck me to use local artists, reach out to our parishioners and get them to submit covers. Um, so it was a great way to be interactive with our parishioners. It was a great way to reach out to different groups, or the rep program that Danielle runs and uh, the school um, and, and other groups, the youth ministry, and get them all involved in the project. And some of the logic behind it too was we wanted the, the covers to be gospel-based as much as possible when you're dealing with a kindergartner or a third grader. It's going to be, and it's not always right on the money, but it's, it, it's cute, you know, and I think um, the kids really came through and really captured the spirit of it, and, it, and it's been a very successful program. It's ongoing. We started just before Advent, so it was a great season to get this program launched. Danielle Pitzer and Danielle Kenny, our marketing person uh, for the school, got jumped right on board with the idea. I was so happy, and uh, they got, within a few weeks, we had a pile of, of submissions, and we knew we were off to the races. So this um, podcast is also done on YouTube. So if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see some images of the artwork that the children and the youth produced. But if you're listening on the radio live, then you can go to um, chicagocatholic.com. The story is there. 
or you can go to the Our Lady of the Wayside Parish because they've got it all up on there. So I was wondering about that. Like, how do you convey um, to the children? Was it based on the gospel readings for, for that weekend or was it just the season of Advent and Lent? Like, how do you, and Danielle, maybe that's something you can talk about. Yeah, Daniel Kenny and I, um, especially that first round with Advent, really sat down and noodled around how do we explain that, yes, it's Christmas, but, or it's Advent, it's not Christmas yet, um, and no, we're sorry, Santa Claus isn't what we're looking for, um, and so we we spent a little time just talking it through and then sharing back and forth some drafts of just, you know, very specific this is what we're looking for. This is what Advent is about. And to Sean's point, um, the parents really came through explaining it to their children. The children came through with the um, imaging in the art that they sent back in. And then when we did the second round, it was the same thing because we had um, ordinary time for a little while and then we had Lent and then it was going to be Easter. So we had to like big black letters, not Easter yet. <laughs> we'll have a special call for Easter. And, and um, but like I said, people were really good. The parents and the kids really came through with, for most of it, um, really beautiful, beautiful art um, related to that. Yes. The angel and the wreath. Those are, yeah, those are some of my favorite ones. We're looking at images right now. Oh yeah. I can see on the yeah. screen. Yeah. No, they did a good job. I mean, um, some of them were just, you know, very, seemed like very profound. Some of them were, you know, more of the nativity scenes and stuff. What was the reaction from, first from parents, um, maybe Danielle, you can talk about that. And then Sean, the wider parish, you know, to the, to the, it's, it's very unique because you're used to seeing that classic religious art on bulletins. And this is something different. Parents were tickled to death. I don't think people, you know, anytime you start something new, there's always a question of what, what do you really mean? What's really going to happen? How is this going to work? I think when they started to see the art on the actual bulletin covers is when they went, wow. And then they could show their children. And then the child whose art was chosen for that particular week was very excited. And in one case, in one of our religious ed classes, that child became a minor celebrity in her class because the um, catechist for that class actually brought it in and showed everybody because she was trying to encourage more students to get involved with the next round of uh, the program that we're running here. That's super neat. But you uh, also did it anonymously, right? Like you did something. Oh, yeah. To, yes. To protect the children, of course, and the families, um, it's their first name and last initial normally that we have. And then do we put the grade on still, Sean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then their grade. And Sean, what was the the reaction of the wider parish? It, it really uh, very positive. I mean, I, I, you know, from just watching people pick the bulletins up at the church and seeing them look at the cover and have a smile on their face, uh, is really gratifying. It's it's really what it was meant to do. I think our job is to put smiles on people's faces wherever we can. Um, but I got I got some email letters from parishioners, and one who was a former teacher, been with the parish longer than I have, and I've been here for 26 years. Um, very excited about the cover. She said, "What a great idea!" I was a former teacher, and then she went on a little bit even more in detail and kind of fed back to me the logic of why we did this. 
And I mean, I just got it, you know, and it was really gratifying to see that what we really set out to do, we accomplished. Now, what's the plan going forward? You're going to expand it into adults, I think. We hope so. Yeah, where we are running the the school um, through the up to the summer and maybe even into the summer a little bit. But uh, families kind of scatter in the summertime. They've got other things going on. So um, what I'm hoping to do, and it was part of the idea from the get-go, was to try to reach out to some of our ministries. And, you know, we have one of the things I learned from another project we did during the heart of COVID was that we've got a lot of talent in this parish. And um, it's exciting when they come out of the woodwork and you realize, wow, this this person's a great musician or this person has a beautiful voice or uh, this person can draw. And I'm hoping that maybe the ministries will flex their muscles a little bit and, and you know, kind of show what they're all about. It might be a chance for the ministries, depending on how we do it, to showcase, you know, what they're all about, maybe generate some more interest for the ministries too. Um, you know, we, we want to make sure we incorporate all the groups we can that have been islands in the past to kind of come back to center. We're one parish. It's one mission. Uh, we're trying to stress that in all we're doing. Is this, do you see this as a type of evangelization effort too, or can it be? Yeah. You know, it's, it's an octopus. There's lots of arms on this one. And it, you know, when the idea started, it was just a small idea. Like we have to fix the covers. We have to do something. And then it just kind of germinated and went different directions and um you know, I, it just it was really the holy spirit i mean i have to say you know every once in a while you get a good idea and i was lucky to have this idea at the time it came and it was great to have the support of the school and in, in, in the lifelong faith formation team <laughs> and um it, it's been it's just been very gratifying the holy spirit is working through us for sure daniel how about on the end of the students i imagine it's a good time to um do more catechesis around you know the Sunday readings and such. Yes, um, the especially um, during the Advent, the first round, um, we uh, we've tried different ways to um, advertise this. I guess is the right way to put it, and different ways to put this in front of the children, in front of the catechists, in front of the teachers. And so the first round, we actually printed out all the like inform, inf, information form instructions and all that and handed them physically to the kids, um, both in school and um, in religious ed. And with the instructions, a lot of, um, I can't speak to the teachers so much because I didn't talk to as many of them, but to the catechists, a lot of them were able to take the lessons to your point and, and um, use that. And especially in our fourth grade, the kids became so excited when those were handed out that five or six of them actually drew their pictures right then and there. <laughs> and I, I got them at the end of uh, the end yeah. of the class time on that day. And I was totally surprised. I was not expecting that. Yeah, I thought when you would be originally that, you know, we could really make sure that the teachers work closely with the students, both mm -hmm. on the, the rep side and the school side. And, you know, but this kind of came up very suddenly. Um, another harebrained idea, but, but, <laughs> but, you know, but everybody got excited about it. And I don't think the teachers could just turn their lessons, pl lesson plans to something different initially. So, but now that this has been going on a while, I'm hoping that maybe this will be a little more incorporated into the plan for the year and it'll somehow fit in so that we can get more around the gospel. It was really fun to watch the teams, the, uh, the youth group. Uh, because they're obviously they're older, they have different you know interpretation than than a second grader might, and 
um, it was really neat to see them draw specific to the gospel. Yeah, that was that was amazing. And they were the ones who more wanted to be anonymous. Yeah, they were were several of them that wanted to be anonymous. There was no first name, last initial. It was just anonymous, 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 anonymous. But you know what? We'll take it. We're glad to have the youth group active and doing things. Right. Yeah, I guess it's a tough age. You know, you don't want the criticism or vulnerability to put yourself out there. Do you think you'll do it with the kids again next year? You know, I don't know. I uh, I would love to if if the interest is there. Uh, you know, it, it really is fun to see what comes back. I, I enjoy it. But I, every time I upload the bulletin and I know that that cover is going out and it's going to come back and it's going to be in the church, uh, I have such a great feeling of satisfaction. You don't get that from clip art or from stock art. You know, it, you, yeah. you know it's a beautiful cover. I love it. It's a classic. It's But it doesn't have the same uh, excitement that these covers do. So as long as the interest is there, I'm, I'm open to keeping it going, but it's easy for me to say Danielle and Danielle. Well, I, I was going to say <laughs> Danielle lifting. and Danielle Kenny and I are already planning for next year. <laughs> oh, are you? Good. <laughs> yeah. We're already thinking about, uh, we already have a cover for the first week back first like day of school cover. Um, because a child just drew something and we both looked at it and went, Oh my gosh, we've got to save this for August. Um, and I think I want to put a plug in here, too. We had so much fun, Danielle and I, just receiving the beauty of all the submissions and then the difficulty of trying to choose. Because sometimes we would have three different options and then it was trying to find a way to decide, you know, between them. And because we know you can only put one on there. Um, so I just want to put a plug in there. It is so much fun to be on that part. Um, of the, the committee or the job or, or whatever for this, um, just because it's, it's just a, such a gift to see everybody's ideas and their creativity and their abilities. And, and yeah. And to jump in, you know, one of the things we decided right from the get-go was that we were going to put everything on the website. Uh, yeah. the, the covers that were selected for the bulletin and then all the other art that um, we could not put on the cover of the bulletin. These kids poured their love into these covers and we wanted to make sure they got sunshine. And uh, so we made sure that we put everything that we had collected from everyone on the website. That was a key piece of it. And then one other thing we did um, is we, for the the kids that uh, got the covers or were selected for the covers, we we repurposed the cover a little bit and framed it and gave it to their parents. Uh, to oh, give neat. to their kids. So, yeah. you know, I'm hoping that it's hanging in bedrooms somewhere and it's got Our Lady of the Wayside right on the top. It's a good reminder, go to church, <laughs> stay <laughs> stay with the program. So, and by the way, it's also a reminder for some parents. You know, I think we it, it, it's really changed a lot where in some cases kids bring their parents to church now. And uh, so I like having that Our Lady of the Wayside logo hanging on walls if that's where it is. That's a clever idea. You And you came from the publishing side, so you understand Kind of this importance of the communications and the um, the use of such. King of hype. <laughs> yep. And you're very, very good at it. I also, I wanted to jump in real quick. Speaking of second graders, um, we did have with the second round, the second grade teachers at the school made it part of their class time um, for each child to put in a submission. So every pretty, I'm pretty sure every single second grader. That many. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot. Um, submitted for Lent and Ordinary Time Before Lent. And, and part of the, uh, the what we got back, we had some great Holy Week uh, art. So 
even though we weren't able to use it all for Sundays, we did Holy Week. We repurposed it for other purposes, which was really helpful. Good. We have to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Beyond the Headlines um, from Chicago Cast. Imagine spending a week on the tranquil grounds of the University of St. Mary the Lake where you can pray, reflect, and learn from the rich treasures of the Bible. An invitation for all to experience the annual Summer Scripture Conference, June 19th to 24th, might just be for you. Notable Scripture scholars from across the United States will present this year's program, focusing on interpreting Scripture in the Church. The five presenters will share on a variety of topics, including interpreting scripture and the Vatican II documents, different Christian denominations and how they differ in perspectives on scripture, the Bible and politics in America today, what scripture says about children, how to use scripture in prayer, and interpreting scripture for the life and mission of the church. For registration and conference package information, visit our website at www.usml.edu slash summerscripture or call 847-837-4575. This year's conference will be both in-person and virtual. I am a seminarian. The church needs compassionate and well-trained priests to help guide each of us through life. What inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood is continue to see priests be a beacon of hope for other people. You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. I want to be that beacon of hope too, and it, it sets my heart on fire. To support our seminarians, make your gift at archchicago.org slash seminarianfund or call 312-534-7959. Did you know that Catholic Charities accepts car donations? If you're ready to free up space in your garage and put a stop to all those expenses that go along with owning a car, we will gratefully accept your donation, whether the car is running or not. You choose a pickup time that is convenient for you, and we will make the donation as easy as possible free of charge. You'll receive a charitable donation receipt as well. We accept all types of vehicles nationwide, and you will know that your donation is made to Catholic Charities, an agency you can trust. To learn more about donating your car, call 877-786-4483. That's 877-786-4483. Thank you. This is Beyond the Headlines, where I've got a little bit of our Lady of the Wayside school announcements in the background. But um, my name is Chris Riga. I'm editor of the Chicago Catholic, and we're taking we're talking to Sean Riley and Danielle Pitcher from Our Lady of the Wayside about this really great project that they did with newcomers using art from the students to um, showcase it on the school computers. So, wanted to talk about. Um, all of this came about during the pandemic. I don't know, Sean, if you can talk about how did you all have to pivot during the pandemic? And did it, 
obviously this is one of the um, the things that came from it, you know, something that's creative. Were there other creative things that come out that came out during the pandemic? We found that there were um, some really clever things that parishes did, you know, whether it was doing like drive-through stations of the cross, living stations, you know, or or different things like that. Can you, what was it like for you? And, and you you started there right when the pandemic started, right? Or shortly thereafter? Right. I started in August uh, 2020. So just, I guess that's after, just after it, it started. And it was terrifying. I mean, it, it as a parishioner and as a person who works for the parish, both, <laughs> to, have, to have the church doors closed, uh, to not be able to receive communion. Um, you never really know how much you miss it until you can't have it. And uh, we, we got into streaming very quickly. We had a volunteer who's not even Catholic <laughs> who took over streaming, got, got a, a very rudimentary system set up. Um, so we got streaming going. Uh, and eventually um, I took got part of that as well. Um, and then we kind of grew it into a really nice robotic system. And after that was up and running, <laughs> excuse me, we um, wanted to do something clever for Christmas because we really felt there was a huge disconnect in our parish. It, everybody was wondering what's going on. And it was almost a perfect storm because we had a pastor for 14 years who we lost kind of suddenly, even though after 14 years, it's not sudden, but, you know, he went on to something else kind of suddenly. They put an administrator in who didn't last very long. He went off to something else. And so we picked up a, a, another administrator in very short time who just came on board and then COVID. Mm -hmm. So the par parishioners were just scratching their heads like, what's our future? And uh, so we decided to do a Christmas um, concert. We did two things. We did an organ concert in the church with our brand new video gear that we streamed uh, for everybody at home to watch. That was done live, and we had Cantor singing Christmas songs. That was a really nice uh, event. And then we also, another one of my Holy Spirit moments, We I decided to reach out to families in the parish who were musical, and I worked through the school on that. And I had them submit videos, homemade videos of playing instruments, singing Christmas songs, telling a Christmas story, um, baking cookies and just doing something goofy, whatever it was, we wanted to assemble all the, 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 the music we could and we stitched together uh, a video um, presentation for Christmas. And then the tail end of it, we also invited them to send us Christmas cards um, and pictures of their crutches and whatever we could do to it's Christmas trees, whatever, just to create some excitement. And we stitched that to the back end of the presentation. So we had about a 45 minute presentation that we streamed to our parishioners and that kind of brought um, everybody back into the Christmas spirit at a time when there was zero Christmas spirit, probably for a lot of people. That's amazing. I mean, that's a, that's a very clever idea. And what do you think, did you, what was your feedback? I'm wondering what people thought and if it really just um, comforted them during the time when just we didn't know what was all going on. You know, I, the families obviously that participated <laughs> watched very closely, watched their little kitties. And, and it wasn't just the kids, it was also adults that, that contributed. And again, that's where I learned we had this hidden talent in this parish. Um, you know, we needed music for the tail end of that show, the, uh, the, the video montage of pictures and postcards and things like that. And uh, a rep parent who was a musician, a great musician, donated a, a CD of his music and said, you can use this if you want. Boom, there it was. You know, it all comes together somehow. And it comes together at the last minute sometimes. But I think I think people really enjoyed it. I think, you know, people have gone back. I actually reposted it again this year, you know, evergreen content. Uh, it's Christmas. Christmas songs are always good. And I, people watched it again. So, um, you know, even though we weren't locked out of the church like we were that first year. So, again, it's bringing smiles to people when they need smiles. Amen. Daniel, what 
Danielle, you came on just in the last year. So um, last August, 2021. So were you at a church before this? I'm wondering if you can kind of on the religious education side, like, because people couldn't come to class, right? Right. Um, well, they could, but the restrictions were pretty severe um, in terms or tight, I guess I should say not severe. Um, yes, the parish I was at before in 2020, 2021, and my understanding here as well is we taught online. Everything was done online. And um, Sean talking about how, you know, you learn a lot of things at the very last minute, um, sometimes as you're going to figure out how to um you know, how to do this, what works well. I was fortunate that um, in our vicariate, we have a really great coordinator and she saw the need very quickly to help, you know, help us teach each other these different skills and share different experiences and things like that. So that was a great tool um, for all of us as well. And then the parents were pretty good, you know, good sports the kids tried. It was hard because a lot of them were also online in school. And so unfortunately, we probably lost a few, you know, because of that. It's just not everybody's learning style. And so this year we uh, because we were in person from the beginning this year, um, beginning of well, beginning of September, um, it was great because we were picking up kids that um, I'm not going to say got lost, but were not able to, you know, or interested in, you know, online the year before. For both of you, are things pretty much back to normal? I know we've been hearing that not all, not everybody's coming back to mass. And, you know, are, are there, is that what you're seeing or do you think it's, are you guys doing okay? I don't know. The, the, the estimate I think from the archdiocese was 30% of the people right. Uh, that once came no longer come and you know before COVID happened i think we were seeing a decline in in parishioners over time i know the rep program was challenged with a with a decline over time um you know school is challenged so even before it hit COVID, you know we were we were trying to get our mojo back and then COVID comes along and it just guts you and um you know i i think there are online masses i mean we still stream masses uh, there still is dispensation and uh, you know we would love to really get more people to come back to church i i want to do a great job streaming but i don't want to do that good of a job streaming because i really want people to come back to church but it's now it's a gift i mean it's a gift for people who can't come back to church yet uh or or you know are, are shut in uh, and, and and don't have the ability to get here right it's even though the number online isn't as big as it once was um they're still there and and we're gifting that to our parishioners. We want everybody to be included. Well, and we're also trying to encourage people to come back. We uh, first, we now have our first Sunday family mass. So the first Sunday, we started that in December um, of every month. We have a family mass where we have at our 930 mass where our children are leading it. Um, and so that has seen an increase most months yeah. of families returning with their children. And that is really super wonderful. Uh, to see. And then we're doing other things where we brought back our donuts and coffee ministry mm -hmm. after 930 and 1130. Um, and I think slowly, slowly, people are starting to feel more comfortable with returning because we also have to remember everybody has different uh, comfort levels with risk and different right. perceptions of the risk. 
and is COVID really over or not? So, um, you know, trying to factor that into it as well, but still offering these different um, opportunities to return and um, join in mass again. Evangelization. Yes. Amen. And it's so exciting to see what parishes are trying to do, you know, and and in particular, like the, the two of you yourselves, it's fun to see lay people when they're all, you know, it's not everything's led by father, you know. Yeah. It's, you know, you're using your gifts and talents to um, to do what you, you know, called to do by God. So, so it's all wonderful stuff. We don't have an abundance of priests, so, you know, the lay, the lay team really has to get, get going. And I think we recognize that as a parish and we're working towards that goal. I also think it's a blessing. Um, Father just embraces ideas that we have um, and lets us run with them. And it's, I, I know from my perspective and the way I like to work, it's a, it's a huge blessing. Wonderful. So that's my cue. I appreciate you both, Sean Riley and Daniel Pitcher, coming on our Lady Wayside. You're doing wonderful stuff out there. Thanks, Joyce. Thank you. Welcome. And shout out to the newspaper. Please visit us online at chicagocatholic.com. We've got newsletters you can sign up for free. Follow us on social media. And everyone have a gentle and joyful day. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace. All right. 